Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of AFW2's Blue and Beyond podcast. Today, we have warrior Adam Bocker, who sat down with the Empowerment and Transition Program Manager, Brad Brick. Let's listen in and see what they have to say. So this is actually kind of cool, and I really appreciate your time, Mr. Britt, um, Mr. Bradley Britt. You know, I know, <laughs> having met you uh, several years ago um, through the Ambassador Program and all the fun times uh, driving around to the different uh, opportunities that AFW2 provided me to develop and present, you know, my testimony. Um, there was some awesome conversations, and then out of a professional uh, relationship built a personal relationship and one that I, I'm so grateful and appreciated, appreciative to, to maintain and have with you. So thank you for this opportunity. I thought it'd be kind of different um, for uh, for maybe a, a warrior that's, has, that's still active in the AFW2 program to ask questions to a program manager um, about a program that I haven't attended yet. And maybe I'll, I'll explain to you in a minute why I haven't attended. Definitely not because of you though. So <laughs> wipe that one. <laughs> we can wipe that one. <laughs> um, you know, and really, you know, it has a lot to do with my experience through that I had with TAPS when I separated. Um, but AFW2 has... I mean, every single program within AFW2 is awesome. So why I wouldn't you know, think that I, I could expect anything less from the EIT program. Um, but I guess it'd be important because this is going to go out to folks that maybe potentially don't know what EIT is or haven't had the pleasure of experiencing the presence of Mr. B-Rad Bradley Britt. Um, do, you, do you mind? Give me no. a brief intro of, I mean, of like who you are, what you do. Yeah, I mean, um, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Um, I mean, uh, I'm going to play that on a loop in the background uh, <laughs> just to pet myself up every morning. Uh, you know, my name is Brad Britt. You know, I'm an Air Force veteran. I did eight and a half years in the military. I got um, I got injured. I uh, ended up leaving earlier than I, I thought I would be. So I, I am a wounded warrior myself. I don't, you know, like probably a lot of people, I don't like to refer to myself as that. Um, because you know there's always someone worse off but I mean that's uh, it's the matter of fact right so these programs are there to help wounded ill and injured uh, when I got out of the military I wanted to continue serving and I and I wanted to work right I wanted a job uh, so I was very fortunate through networking through someone who was helping me uh, Nikki Coombs um, to get a position working in a you know RCC role for SOCOM Care Coalition uh, from there, I ended up coming over to the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program, where I was fortunate enough to be in the Ambassador Program, where I met you. Uh, and now I work over in the Empowerment Transition Program. The Empowerment, Empowerment Transition Program, you know, we're here for the wounded, ill, and injured and their families, their caregivers, to try to help them with their military transition. There's a lot going on. You're not having that typical, I'm retiring at 20 years or I'm planning on getting out at six and going to school. Like it's a different kind of transition, right? right? So it's stressful. There's a lot going on where you're going through a lot of those programs. So we're here to, you know, tailor our efforts towards helping those individuals because it's a different challenge, right? So, you know, we tackle everything from, you know, we have employment, education, 
entrepreneurship and volunteering. You know, those are kind of our four main lines of effort. You know, obviously, uh, educa- education and employment are our biggest um, because people want jobs, right? Right. Um, when I was getting out of the military, I was scared to death. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what to do. I was a highly trained airman. Um, I, I know I had a lot of skills, but I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to transfer them and what I was going to do. And I applied for a lot of jobs online and uh, they went down some kind of rabbit hole or never seen again. Right. Um, yes. But you know, these kind of programs are here and you don't know what you don't know. And the AFW2, I, that's what we do. I have a, a great team, uh, you know, EIT coordinators who work, you know, one-on-one with, you know, warriors, are the veterans and the caregivers to try to help them develop a path and a goal because it's okay not to have a plan you know let's narrow in that direction and then we'll we'll, we'll develop that plan as we go along but the, the most important part I think is reaching out for help um, you know a lot of us I won't say we're stubborn um, but I think that's you know I'll say resilient right. um, to be nice but you know we think we know a lot and we think you know well someone's just going to offer me a job because I'm a veteran yeah. And that's not, that's not what's going to happen. So, I mean, you know, we're here to really help you and I can go into more about the programs and more about what we do. Um, if you want to get into that, but that's to be kind of a brief overview of what we do over in the EIT program. Um, and, you know, I, like, again, I can't give enough credit to our EIT coordinators who are really, you know, the line of effort to really help our warriors. I fortunately just um, had the privilege of working with them and, and developing uh, the best program we can. That's so, I mean, you, so you hit on something that, you know, I, I can relate to and, you know, I'm in a, again, grateful to be a part of AFW2's uh, ramp, the recovering airman mentorship program. And, you know, having been uh, a part of that program, you know, I, I get a chance to talk to and even, even outside of the AFW2's mentorship program. I mean, I, there are warriors within the program that I'm, I'm just close friends with now. And a commonality when you're, and you, and you hit on it, when you're going through uh, the transition phase, um, like I, when I was active duty, I knew when my paychecks were coming. I knew what my medical, uh, I knew what that site picture looked like for me and my family. You know, I knew where I could go to get medical. I knew how that off base procedure went. Um, those were solid. Uh, when you're going through that transition phase, that is scary. Like where, where's, where and when is my next paycheck coming? And if you're single, it's, it's, it's scary. If you're single, where and when's my next paycheck coming? That, uh, you know, another element of stress or anxiety is if you're married, right? Because potentially, you know, um, you're talking about a, a family unit now, married with children, married with children, potentially with, a, exceptional family member needs program enrollees. I mean, that just, it just builds and builds and builds. And when I was going through the transition period, man, I was scared to death. That was one of the things I was most concerned about and going through the TAPS process, which is mandatory. Um, I think across the DOD, I don't want to misspeak there, but I believe it's, it's DOD wide. Um, a form of that is, is in place. well-intended facilitators that were present, but, uh, you know, I'll I'll be straight up with you, you know, even Brittany, um, you know, my wife, 
she attended the first day and that was the last day she attended because it just was not, you know, it, it we didn't get anything out of it. Um, and so that was my hesitancy in, in signing up for EIT in the beginning when I initially rolled into AFW2 because I was like, man, I don't want to sit through another week long course of somebody trying to tell me how to write a resume because there's about as many resume examples on the internet as there are sonic flavor combinations, you know, and which is the right one. Do you do a one page? Do you do a two page? What do you write a resume for? Who's going to give you the feedback, you know, and it's just so confusing. That was just one concern I had interviews. You know, that was another concern I had, you know, and research will support that that is a top concern um, among individuals who are seeking employment, you know, that interview process, sitting down with an employer and, and being the person in the chair versus being the airman in the uniform, you know, you have all that job knowledge and skills and skill set and you confident in what you're doing, um, hopefully, <laughs> but now you're the person in the hot seat, you know, and I found myself doing the Ricky Bobby, like, what do I do with my hands? You know, just hold them down to your side, Adam, you know, <laughs> Like, you know, all those things, man. And like, that's what was stressing me out. And I found myself sitting in that task class going like, dude, what am I doing here, man? Like, yeah. And, and, and here's, here's, here's how I look at that. I went through taps, my wife went through taps and it was two kind of different experiences. Right. But also my wife was in a different situation because she knew she was getting out. Um, you know, we had a child and I want her to take care. You know, we want, we made the agreement that she was going to take care of our son so like it was a different approach i went through it at a, a army base a large army base okay. so i was the only airman in the taps class but you know taps is there and i think you know it's always improving always getting better and it's great information but you know we're not trying to you know our apartment transition program is not trying to replace taps it's not trying to you know if you come to eit you can't check that box and say, hey, I, I don't have to go through TAP. No, you, you should go through TAP as much as you can, right? Um, because there is some very valuable information there. But for us, we focus on wounded, ill, and injured. You know, like our, you know, instead of the funnel being this big to everybody that they're trying, you know, trying to pass their information to the, you know, the topics they're trying to cover, we're narrowing that thing way down. Okay. So we can give that, you know, detailed information work with partners who are addressing topics for wounded, ill, and injured, you know, so it, it makes a difference because like I said, a lot of times, you know, you can sign up to go through one of our events or sign up to get our, our, you know, one-on-one -on -one care with our EIT coordinators and it's one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and it's so as, long you, as, as long as you want it. So when you say one-on-one, -on -one, like, so I guess like one of my first questions that I found that maybe this is where the difference is and 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 hopefully like you can clear this up for me maybe um is when i went through taps there's a portion about interviews mm -hmm. and interview skills man i i would love to me I, I, learning continues always you know I, I feel like you can never stop learning enough and there's always a new skill to learn so interviewing like man i definitely would benefit from learning yeah. but sitting in an open class with one facilitator and two or three students, maybe four students huddled in a small little group interviewing each other. It's like, 
you know, not really, that's not really productive. So like, I mean, what, when you yeah. say like one-on-one, -on -one, like what, okay. like how, well, I mean, yeah, let me, let me jump right into that. I mean, okay. and, and here's the example, like I, I'm saying, like, we're able to, you know, I'm like, Hey, Adam, you're in the FW2 program. We want to help you. And there's all kinds of programs out there. There's so many resources, you know, it's kind of nice to have some people who are like, Hey, these are some I would recommend for you. Right. You know, right out the gate, you're talking about, you know, the interview thing and just I'll, I'll, a quick story. My first, you know, job interview that I actually got for a position when I um, was transitioning out of the military, I was super nervous. Um, and I was at the point where I'm like, okay, I'll take anything for any amount of money. Right. right. Uh, and I got the position and it came to, Hey, how much, you know, how much are you expecting for this position? And I'm sitting there going, man, I don't want to say too much um, and lose this and lose this. That's wild. That's number three right. on my list. And then okay. I, and then I said the number and then she's like, no, uh, we're going to give you 10,000 more than that. And so I undercut myself by 10 grand right away. Okay. And so just imagine <laughs> I probably could have went a little bit higher. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, but that was, I didn't know. Right. I, I just wasn't prepared. Like, you know, and when I was going through the programs uh, coming out of the military, I was dealing with so many other things. I had medical appointments and everything like that. Right. We work with, you know, Deloitte and their team does a two day, you know, virtual employment boot camp with us right now. Right now it's virtual, right? But when in the future it'll be in person again. Right. And in, in partnership with the Wind Warrior Project when we join their class and they let us have a few shots, which is great. Um, I would send you to that. You know, they help you to work on your resume and it's what's working now. And it's coming from people. It's not from me. Like I'm telling you what to put on your resume. I'm not hiring you. Okay, right. we're having people who are, you know, in organizations and companies that are actually actively hiring veterans and being like, hey, this is what we're working on. These are the skills you have that you want to highlight at this time. Okay. You know, and they go over your transferable skills. It's a two-day thing. And they kind of work you up for that first day for the second day, which is, you know, mock interviews with actual, you know, they have some people who are in HR, some recruiters who are actually really? interviewing okay. you. And, and the, the point is, you know, I, I saw a thing that said, you know, be strong enough to suck at something new, or it was something like that, right? Right. But that's kind of really what it is. Like, you have to be willing to practice and, and practicing with somebody who actually can give you feedback, you know, not practicing with somebody who's going to be like, yeah, I think that was good, you know, but practicing right, because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Practicing with somebody and be like, hey, you know, Adam, this is what you're really, really good at. You have all these skills. I can see your resume. And by talking with you, I know you have, you know, good communication skills. You know, you got, you know, attention to detail. Here's how I would transfer that. Here's how I would communicate that better um, to a, a future employer. And, and there's a lot that comes with that because think about the confidence you gain, not by just doing really well, but by knowing like, okay, this is what I honestly have to work on, you know, and, and our team can do that as well. EIT coordinators can walk through the questions with you walk through, hey, where are you having issues? There are other programs out there as well. I mean, it's not just limited to that, but we can help you identify those and look for those. There's a lot of opportunities out there for programs like that. That's where I would start to address that issue. The okay. other thing that they cover, and I've sat through a lot of the Deloitte virtual employment boot camps, is the a salary negotiation. And okay. I wish I would have <laughs> sat through that. That's where I'm, I'm closing that loop. I okay. wish I would have sat through that because, I mean, the lady, it was like a, you know, it kind of reminded me of, oh, sweetheart, 
You know what I mean? Like one of oh, those right. moments, oh, you know, where right. she's like, right. bless, bless your heart. Bless your, bless your yeah, heart. She's yeah, like, and you're gonna, like, oh. You know, it's kind of like, I knew I blew it there, but at that point I had already gave in. Um, right. But that's kind of stuff they go over. And it's important because you don't think about that. You don't, because um, as a military member, you get, you know, hopefully, um, you know, there's the cost of living allowance adjustment and yeah. hopefully each year there's some sort of pay raise and, yeah. or one point something or point something. And we don't ask for that. So this is something like I was thinking about and I was talking with my wife about, I'm like, as a military member on active duty, we, our pay raises come through promotions and our pay raises come through those small adjustments, you know, yeah. and the, you but know, you the, know, it, but you know what you're getting. I never you know. walked in the chief Perkins office and was like, Hey, I want to talk. I want to negotiate. Yeah. How can we negotiate? I think I'm, <laughs> I think that, I'm, that didn't, that didn't need to happen, boost that. Like, that how do you, I wouldn't even know yeah. how to have that conversation. And they go over that and it's, and it's, you know, obviously it comes down to a lot, you know, there's a consistent theme leaning ahead, doing your research and being able to understand that there is no, like as much as we can do for you as support, as much as the programs that are out there, if you're not willing to lean forward and put in the effort, you, you're not, you're going to get what you put in because I cannot get a job for you. I cannot go to a job for you. I can't write your essays for you for that university, right. but I can get, you know, I can make that connection for you to someone who can really help you. You know, you can learn about service to school programs like that. You can learn about, you know, mentorship programs, which is another thing that I really think we don't think about, but it's huge. You know, you can go to American Corporate Partners, Veterati, these mentorship platforms and programs where you can reach out to somebody who's like, well, I want to work in tech. You know, I want to work for this organization. You can reach out, search and see if they have them. I mean, and they're there. They want to help you. Right. If, if they're involved in these kind of programs, they want to see you succeed. So mentorship is another thing that we found and networking i kind of went off a little bit there but i think i can pull it back in yeah no i i just think you know when i when i enrolled initially in afw2 and this is not like a competition between the different resiliency um, options available to you know warriors caregivers and their families when you first come on to the program um, i know adaptive sports is huge that's one of like the big uh, uh one of the popular uh, programs mm -hmm. because it works on team building, you know, uh, uh, it's encouraging, uplifting, supportive. It's, it gets you back into something enjoyable that you love and you care about. Um, and that was awesome. That's something I did when I first, when, when I attended my first care event. Um, but the very top of my mind, I know I've said it already was, man, like, I don't, what am I going to do? You know, because when I was going through the med board, like, I mean, in almost everybody I've talked to worries about what are the percentage ratings, you know, because you don't know as you're going through the process. And that very well can dictate, man, like how quick do you have to get a job? And I've never had to formally interview and I've never had to formally, you know, provide a resume outside of the tongue and quill, which tells me exactly what I got to do. And then, <laughs> you know, and then depending on the background and skill set, whether you have those technical skills um, or the, you know, maybe the formal education, um, which could, depending on what you're going into, could equally, uh, you know, uh, pay raise or, or negotiating for your salary. I mean, it could be on par, depending on what you're looking at. How do you even talk about those things? And like, man, that was like on the top of my mind. How am I going to pay my bills? 
where am I going to get medical for my family? And for me, you know, I was, I, I'm married with children and a little one with extensive medical needs, pre-existing conditions. And I'm thinking to myself, worst case scenario. And I can only imagine how much additional anxiety, stress that would pour on top of a person who's enrolled in our program. If they're enrolled in our program, the, the chances are they're already dealing with a degree of anxiety or depression or PTSD right. or something associated with their wound, illness or injury. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And I mean, just, you know, it's, it's, this is the way I look at it. I'm going to touch on first the adaptive sports thing. Think about where you would be if you wouldn't have done that. Very true. You know, and, and so, and so like when people are like, well, you know, there's, there, there's these programs and I don't, you know, which one should I do? You should try to do them all. You know, there's a reason for it. And I mean, look at what they can do for you. Um, you know, a lot of times when you're wounded, ill and injured, you don't want to do a whole lot, right. You know, get up and doing sports and, you know, being able to compete again can do a lot for you. You know, like it's, it's nice to be able to do something that you maybe were told like, okay, well, you probably won't do this again, but find something new that you can do and, and to have a passion for it. And then doing it with other people and seeing what other people can do who might have similar injuries to you, right? Right. And then think about how the impact that has on your family. Okay, so you're building confidence there. You're getting healthier there. You know, now you look at, you know, giving back with the mentorship program, right? You go into ramp and now you're like, okay, I, I made it here. I'm going to help somebody else. You know, and then you go to ambassador and you reach out and, you know, you're trying to help other people through that way to get them into here and to make sure they get the assistance they need, you know, and it goes on and on with those programs. The way I look at us, you know, if you don't know what empowerment and transition is, you know, it's hard to go into it, you know, and, and like you said, maybe the perception is, well, I don't want someone else to send me an email saying, hey, here's a PDF on how all the boxes you need to check to, to get a job, right. you know, or, or here's, here's how you need to do this to do that. Um, you know, that's, and that's really not what we do. Uh, I mean, you know, you are going to get emails from us. You're going to get a lot of emails from us because we're going to be trying to send you job fairs, education opportunities, employment opportunities, because guess what? That's what we're trying to do for you. And we're also going to try to help you build that network by encouraging you to reach out to, you know, mentors and things like that and discuss all those fears and hesitations you have because you're not alone. It's a scary, it's a scary time. It is. Um, and, and I still remember that. Yes. I, I mean, like, and, and you talk about your family and you talk about the healthcare and you talk about all those things that, you know, kind of stack up into that stress sandwich, right? Like, I mean, you, it's nice to have someone there to split that with. Yep. And, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of who we can be. We, it's, it's nice, along with our RCCs and non-meds who do just the most important job you know, I, I think in our mission, right? Yeah, the awesome. non-medical care managers, the RCCs, recovery care coordinators, you know, who are there making sure you get the care you need, access to what you need. You know, we're here in support to try to give you that access to employment, education, transition, and you don't know what you don't know. So I'd say if you're having those kind of thoughts, which everybody's going to have, right? and the, the biggest thing is sometimes people are afraid to admit, like, I don't have a plan. You know, and it takes, it takes a lot of courage to, to reach out to somebody you don't know, enroll, you know, self-refer yourself to the empowerment and transition program and be like, you know, I'm a 36 year old master sergeant who's, yep. who's getting medically retired. 
I don't know what I want to be. I got nothing. And I, and I don't know. Yeah. And, and the thing, that's a great because you know what you did? You reached out, you leaned forward and you can tell who's going to be successful because there are people who want to hire veterans out there. There are, there are organizations, there are schools that want to get you in. The university I'm attending, I, I never thought I'd be able to get into it. Um, but I mean, like they looked at, you know, think about your resume. Think about everything that you've done over your career and how really impressive it is. Just because we think it's every day, you know, just this is what I do every day. People outside of that see all those tangible skills and what you do and how, extend, how outstanding it really is. So sometimes you just need that direction. You know, and that's that's what our team provides. And we have people who really care. And guess what? We're we're persistent. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that matters. Sometimes it takes reaching out to a warrior six or seven times because they're moving, they're trying to get their healthcare set, set up, they're trying to get their life figured out. But by that seventh time, when you reach out to them, we had a warrior who uh, one of our department ten uh, coordinators was working with. You know, we got him into one of these courses. He went for a job interview. He said he went in for like a, a lower level general position and they, he walked out with like a supervisory position because they were so impressed with how he interviewed. Nice. He had just got done with the, you know, the workshop and the virtual employment bootcamp. I mean, like these, these skills matter. It's like practicing for a test. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's repetition. It's having someone behind you. And that's, and that's what we provide. Awesome. Um, I, 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 I'm passionate about it because I think it's, I think it, if you have these tools to warriors, it can prevent a lot of other things. Yes. Because if you're working, you have a purpose, you're supporting your family, you know, like, I mean, that, that's a good trajectory for a family, for a warrior. So I, I'm pretty passionate about it. Um, I enjoy what I do. And I really enjoy the team that I work with because they get it done every day. I mean, they realistically just make me, make me look amazing. And, and honestly, it's, it's them who are there every day working with the warriors taking the calls, sending the emails, making those connections. So can I ask you something, um, you know, that again, like you, you touched on it and, and you know, it, it was applicable to my, my family. And so I think it might be at least applicable to a few other families that are part of the FW2 program or, you know, um, inevitably in the future, there'll be families that come through. Um, so Brittany uh, only stayed for, for the first day. Um, I know you mentioned your spouse um, went through her own. What what does EIT do or offer for um, for the spouses or caregivers? Like what's like what's in it for them? Like what's what's you know in what it I mean? for them besides getting to talk to some awesome teams? besides besides right besides um, hanging out with B Brad? Well, no, I mean and here and here and I'm really happy you brought that up because I would have. And the reason why I bring it up, man, is just because like I. I mean, no, the caregivers important. are just here, man, so critical in all of this. And, here, and, and I'm happy you brought up because they can be in the EIT program. If you're, if you're a like caregiver, as an enrollee. The, yeah. The only, the only thing that no, as like we help them, like it'd be separate than helping you. Like if, if she wants to be in, if the only thing that we have is if they need to be enrolled in the AFW2 caregiver program right. first. Okay. And the reason behind that is because if we have a caregiver coming for us, to us for employment, you know, information, guidance, and stuff like that, I can guarantee they would benefit from being yeah, in the caregiver for program. Sure. And, and so that's that's the reason. We kind of want that to be the flow of operations, right? You you are enrolled in AFW2 as a caregiver. 
and then you can use the link and, and self-refer yourself and we're helping you with all the same stuff I mean, that you right would now, give or yeah, provide for and, me. And unfortunately right now cool. only, you know, like 3% of our total population we're serving as caregivers. And this is a, a program that is out there for our caregivers as well. Uh, I mean, I just talked to, you know, a great organization who's working to provide access to free training, um, you know, on certain platforms that are remote. So let's say you are a caregiver, you know, a military spouse, and you know, your war is able to return to duty. Right. Okay. But now you're PCSing, you were stationed, let's say you, uh, it was a pretty serious injury and they were down here in Texas, but now you're going to go up to, you know, Hill Air Force Base. Right. You know, you have this skill that you can take with you that you can work remote. Like these are the opportunities we have for caregivers. Um, and, and maybe it's, you know, we're not doing a good enough job um, marketing it, but yeah, we're here for them. As long as they're enrolled in the AFW2 program, they can attend our events. They can enroll to attend AFW2 virtual events, come for the week, the information, even if you sit back and you hear it, like, okay, that's great. And think about some of our caregivers, some of our military spouses. We have some warriors who can't work. Right. They just can't work. And, and you know what? 100% VA, I've heard, they're like, well, I'm going to be, I have 100% VA, I'm going to be fine. Your wife and your four kids aren't. Right. You need, they, some, you need that's not going to pay the bills, right? So this is here for them so they can get that, that employment, get those skills they need. And plus it's, you know, they're, they're people who really deserve the opportunities. Yeah, and right. so we are hundred um, percent. That's one thing that I'm really happy that we do. I'm happy that you asked. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because okay. yeah, they can enroll and it's separate. It's not, you know, well, you're, you know, you're, you're not just a caregiver. We're paying attention to you and trying to give you the resources you need, you know, not for, for Adam, you know, for you. Uh, so that's, we're here hundred percent for them as well. That's awesome. That's really cool because that's, that's, I mean, that's the difference between, again, I don't want to keep comparing EIT to TAPS, but like, you know, Brittany was able to sit through TAPS with me, but it wouldn't have been, you know, a facilitator or, you know, an instructor providing her with extra material or things like that. So that's, that's pretty awesome that yeah. like she and would I mean, have that opportunity. It, it if comes she wanted, back yeah. to, you know, that funnel. I mean, we're, we're serving a much smaller audience, you know, a much smaller population, you know, and so we're allowed to do things like that. And, and so, you know, I don't like compare, I don't really like comparing our program programs because I think the missions are very different. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think there's a lot that they offer that's really great and that's necessary. Um, but, you know, we're just very fortunate that we have the resources and the capabilities to offer that to our caregivers. And even if, you know, they want to come in and sit and just see what it's about. Um, I mean, I really enjoy when we have, you know, caregivers who come and sit through, sit through it. Um, and sometimes what you'll do is you have, especially with our virtual, you have the warrior sit through it. And then the, you know, the, the spouse kind of pokes their head in <laughs> and then, you know, and, and so they, well, they can come. So it's cause it's, it is really just great information. And a lot of the programs that are out there, like American corporate partners with uh, mentoring, you know, they have, you know, military spouse and military, you know, female veteran programs, you know, women's programs that, you know, sometimes it's hard for them. So it's, it's great stuff. Right. No, that's awesome. I, like, I really, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to this one, see you again. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen you in a while, <laughs> but to be able to, to talk about this because in, in, without going into detail, um, you know, part of my, my career, um, you know, involves, involved, 
you know, um, individuals who um, were, you know, their anxiety, stress, um, had other things going on in their lives. Um, and transition was, wasn't, you know, looking like the path and, you know, part of that in added um, pressure of where's my next paycheck, where's my next, you know, medical insurance, man, I got so many bills and debt collectors and all that stuff. I mean, it, the amount of stress that comes from that, you know, was so much in certain circumstances that it really backed people into corners that, you know, they felt like they had little to no options. And, you know, for, for me, um, I'm real passionate about, you know, uh, suicide awareness and prevention. And, and I believe in my heart that, you know, EIT and the core of what your program does, um, just both having talked to other warriors, um, having spoken to you, but, you know, offline, um, and also learning here today can really help with that because what I got or I, I still left that particular week um, when I went through uh, the transitioning program with just as much of anxiety, stress, um, and fear about, man, where's my next paycheck? Where's my insurance? You know, how, how am I going to care for my family? And, uh, and, you know, lot, the lot, lives of our airmen matter and programs like AFW2 and specifically EIT and, and adaptive sports and ramp and ambassador all, all play a critical role. And I just, I wanted to learn more only because I've been personally hesitant about, am I going to get the, the group, you know, um, and, and I, and I shouldn't say that because I know, I know AFW2 goes big and, and all of that it does, but that's really why I, I was hoping to sit down with you today. And I'm grateful for your time because I, I just personally, um, you know, don't want to see any more of our, our airmen and, and families hurting uh, from a decision that can't be, you know, can't be undone. Yeah, I mean, it's, if anything, you know, going through that, that process, and like I said, you know, you remember who was there. Um, and I, I mean, a lot of times, you, the view that we have of ourselves at the time of going through that, um, you know, loss of tribe, loss of, yeah. you know, identity, you know, it's tough, but a lot of times we're doing it to ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I went through and I remember thinking, well, what, what do people I work with think of, you know, thinking me because I'm getting out and, you know, I can't do the job anymore because I got hurt. And then, you know, I realized, well, I'm hurt. Do I, how do I think of other people when they're injured or they, they can't do their job anymore? They can't do it. Right. I don't think any less of them. But the other part is, you know, you have some, some people here who really do care about you. And there are, there are people who care about you. There are people who want to help you there. That's why these programs are here. But the important thing is getting these programs in front of the individuals, getting these programs in front of their caregivers, military spouses, um, you know, in front of their leadership, in front of anybody who can try to guide them in the right direction to just know like, hey, you're, you're leaving one team, you're still part of that team, but now, you know, you have some new players with you, right? And that's, and that's kind of how we are. We're, we're here to help you, set you up, get you on that right path. And I mean, it's, it's, it's empowering to know that, that you can talk to somebody. And it was empowering for me to know 
when I was going through the transition, I had someone I could talk to besides my my wife about some of the stuff I was going like worrying about. Because right. the last thing I want to do is make them panic make, and right. cause you know the the stress right. ball just gets bigger because you're like, well, because <laughs> then you're like, well, I wasn't worried about that till I am now. You Thanks. Know, like, but, but yeah, so like you have someone you have you know between the whole you know care continuum, like starting with the RCC all the way down through like what we do over here. I right. mean, you have a team that's behind you. I mean, and if, you know, you're watching this video this long into it, you know, utilize it because you, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so, and then if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me and, and, and talk to me, but I mean, like there's, there's programs out there. Um, Adam, I appreciate what you're doing, the information you're sharing and the time you took to, to sit down with me. It was great to see you too. I mean, and, and the one thing is, you know, what are you, what do you want to ask me that you had it? Um, I told specific. you, I told you, I'd give you honest answers. So. Awesome. I was curious about your hair care, uh, okay. routine and specifically the products that you use to keep such, um, what I, I would consider like, uh, GQ magazine ready, uh, hair. Well, I mean, it's, it's really, I, I alternate because I don't want, I don't want to get you. I like to keep mm. it on its toes. Right. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a paste. Sometimes okay. it's more like a clay right okay um i don't really hairspray i stay away from i don't like the okay. foam stuff either because by the time no you foam. get up here it falls down it does um but i mean also it's important to keep the eyebrows in check and the beard at a good length uh, yes. because the hair knows so you don't want to let these things go um without paying attention to that too but it, and it also comes down to a really good conditioner and you know, and, and making sure that you, you kind of alternate that as well. Don't, don't let it get, keep it on its toes. Keep it on its toes. You're, you're not conditioning eyebrows though, are you? No, no. no okay. I just, these things That's are my backup way. plan. If I ever lose hair, I'm just okay. going to comb them back. Cause there's so much there. I was just curious, man. I need to, so that's what I'm, that's what I need to do then is switch up my, my hair care product game. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to like try something that's, you know, in an aisle that's not for you, you know, maybe go over to where your wife shop and say, Hey, this, this looks this really is good. for my wife. This has, got green, this has got green tea, something, something in it. Give it a shot. Sounds good. Like, I'm happy to help any way I can. Uh, well, I really appreciate that because honestly, I mean, I need a little little variety in my life, and yeah. I, I I go to what I know because it's I mean, comforting. For the full tutorial, you have to go to my my YouTube channel. You okay? That's what I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to do next. <laughs> right, hey, well, I, I I really appreciate it. Um, I mean, is it, if uh, you got anything else for me or you know i can i can i like to kind of flash you know our website yeah but let's let's do that and just so people can kind of see where to go where to learn more and really understand you know if you have any questions um this was not one of my better hair days uh <laughs> but i mean you can come here you know woundedwarrior.af.mil and learn more about the program um you know you can refer yourself going right here but i mean it's that's that's where you can get some more information but uh, like again I, thanks for having me as a guest thanks for um you know reaching out I, I really appreciate it i like getting this message out there and it was good seeing you it was good seeing you too yeah i think it's so important so thank you it's good seeing you hopefully again in person Soon. Soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, care. what am I supposed to do now? Do I have the what, little? Uh, no, we'll, no, no, no. What? The, we'll just like we'll have a really awkward, like where we'll say bye. 
like you know and you can you can say you know thanks for coming brad and i'll say hey i hope well to you and she can edit it or he can edit it and then we just kind of stare at each other for a minute and then we can talk after that and then i'll just stop recording thank you again i really appreciate the uh <laughs> this this opportunity um from afw2 and you know from you mr Britt you know, explain EIT specifically to me in more detail and just how critical it is to the continuing of care, the care continuum, I'm saying it wrong, the continuation of care, yeah. care continuum. That sounds good. No, I just butchered that. <sighs> so Mr. Britt, <laughs> I was going to do it again. I'm sorry. Well, it's just good to see. It's just good to see you. It's good I to miss, see you too. Ride, oh man! man. Hopefully, there's not like a blooper reel. Oh, I, I mean, no. She. I mean, of, they get a lot. They get to. The, you should. This is nothing. This is yeah. When I do some of the stuff for. <laughs> oh my gosh, the YouTube! Like Brittany just told me, why do you start and stop, start and stop, start and stop? Just let it record and then just collect yourself and then start again. I'm like, I think oh, you're a little dude. too hard on yourself as well. I'm like good good idea and then i go back i'm like oh. <laughs> I well, see what's what, what i'll do is i'll save this i'll send it to you as it is um but i'm gonna send it to you and them so let's just break real quick and then you do your outro and then they can do that thank you mr Britt, so much and afw2 for this opportunity to talk more about eit and its critical um, role in the transition phase for both not just the warrior but for the caregivers which is amazing um, not only can a caregiver participate uh, but they can also i mean receive the same level of service that a warrior can which is not something that i did not know um, it was was possible so that's 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 pretty awesome and that i mean would definitely lower my level of anxiety and stress when it comes to navigating the the resumes the interviews you know, how do you talk about and negotiate, you know, your, your salary, which, you know, what, what are you worth, you know, in the civilian sector? I mean, cause those are all things that, uh, that are new. I mean, that I didn't have to worry about. It was, it was my pleasure. Um, Adam, you know, thank you for, you know, what you do as an ambassador and for your service. And, you know, I hope that you and your family are well, if you ever have any other questions or you come across anybody who uh, has any questions for us, you know, where to send them. I do. Um, other than that, I, I look forward to speaking in the future. That's it, folks. That's all we've got for you this month. Don't forget to catch us every second Tuesday of the month for new episodes of AFW2's Blue and Beyond podcast. We'll see you next month. <laughs>